if you are highly sensitive, you are most likely pretty good at spotting the big picture. And that is one of the things we're talking about in today's episode. And how being able to connect the dots and take a step back to see what's going on so that you can give advice, combined with our pretty amazing ability to be introspective, those are some of the qualities that make us excellent at being cycle breakers when it comes to generational trauma. So listen in and hear Jennifer's amazing story and inspiring wisdom. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode. I am happy to be here with Jennifer Parker, who has agreed to come and share her story. So hi, Jennifer, and welcome. Thank you for being here. Hi, Trini. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Would you start by sharing a little bit about yourself with our listeners? Sure thing. Um, My name is Jennifer, and I live in the United States in Georgia. And I am a mom of three boys, two teenagers and a 10-year-old. And Mm. they are all homeschooled. And I'm a writer and um, what's called an aroma freedom technique practitioner. Mm -hmm. And I recently wrote my first book um, for highly sensitive people. And it's called Secrets of the Resilient Empath. Oh, that sounds good. That is um, what is my happy place is being at home and writing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. And I think many of us can relate to the to the being at home part. Yes. I, yeah. It is a happy I'm place. A home body for sure. Yes. I yeah. love my home. I love being out in my yard. Yeah. So my husband is always like, let's go somewhere. And I'm like, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I sometimes joke if I have to go somewhere I'm, I'll be like oh my god I just had this week's out of home experience because out of body it's in Danish right. it's sort of the same term <laughs> so it's like oh <laughs> I had to go now out. I need to recover <laughs> yes yes oh. if people are just listening they won't be able to see but you have a drum kit in the background and I think that's so cool and you mentioned that it's your boys and that you've homeschooled them so that wasn't just through the pandemic that has been all the way or yes well my older two are um, almost 15 and 17 Mm -hmm. and they went to public school here um, for I think the oldest went through third grade Mm -hmm. and the second uh, boy went through kindergarten and they are also highly sensitive different you know Mm -hmm. we all have our own little recipe of sensitivity (laughs) our own little levels of sensitivity but it just um they they needed something else it wasn't Mm -hmm. an environment that they were thriving in and so it was like okay we have to do something different so we did 
Yeah. And and the little one or the youngest? Yeah, he never has been to public school. So he's okay. been homeschooled the whole time. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't asked to go. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he hasn't asked to go. You know, it was always like, you know, it's not, it's not jail. You can go back if you want. But yes. <laughs> they've enjoyed it. So they've done, they've done well yeah. in the calmer environment. Mm. So I think. A lot of us who are highly sensitive maybe struggled in some ways with school being overstimulating for us. Yes. And so, yep. I mean, I tend to think that it's not always a what doesn't kill you makes you stronger thing, but <laughs> sometimes it just gives you lots of, you know, coping mechanisms and maybe some complex PTSD. <laughs> So I'm sure there are lots of sensitive kids who do love school and they want to be with their friends and they want mm. the activities, but for yeah. our family, that's just what worked out best. Yeah. I think that's, that's really lovely that being aware of what your kids need and then being able to give them that. So yeah. it sounds like you were aware of your own sensitivities <clears throat> at the time or... Or was it something you learned alongside figuring out what your kids needed? Well, actually, I started to learn about um, highly sensitive people, about having a more sensitive nervous system when my oldest was a baby mm. or was a toddler because he was um, very intense Um you know, just like different than other kids. Um, we went to what was called um, Gymboree when he was a toddler, which was kind mm -hmm. of like a play and music yeah. lesson. And, you know, they'd have music and they'd be singing and he would just have his hands over his ears oh, and be freaking yes. out. And yeah. I, we still joke about the time that they had like a circle and the kids were all singing. And, um, my son stood up, put his hands over his ears and screamed. And all the other parents were just like, oh my word, this yeah. <laughs> child. Yeah. But I started to learn about sensory processing sensitivity, which mm -hmm. isn't the same thing, but um, still it's probably just another level of yeah, I think so. what happens when we're highly sensitive and we get dysregulated. So when I learned about that, I was like, Oh, I think I have that too. <laughs> yes. And so then just starting to research. So mm. helping him helped me learn to help myself more as well. Yeah. So, and he's an amazing kid. Um, and it hasn't put him off music completely, I guess. The, Jamboree yeah, well, <laughs> the youngest one plays the drums, but okay. um, the oldest plays piano. And he actually, he's very extroverted. He um, has his own, he's 17. He has a photography business. Wow. He, you know, he does not hesitate to talk to anybody, which is something that kind of blows my mind because I yeah. was always very kind of a quiet and shy mm. kid, but, but he is really blossomed and I'm glad we were able to give him an environment where he could do that absolutely. where all of them could yeah absolutely 
Would you tell us a bit more about your book? I would love to hear how that came about yeah. and more about the resiliency. Yes. So I suppose always having grown up in a not so friendly to highly sensitive people environment. <laughs> and yes, that's um, a diplomatic way yeah. of saying it. <laughs> a very diplomatic way to put it. So um, our, you know, as many of us had growing up in families with generational trauma and lots of, you know, yeah. even I didn't have the abuse that a lot of people have gone through, but lots of, you know, mental um, and emotional things that happened. So yeah. anyway, so growing up always, which I think is common for people who do have complex PTSD, which may be a lot of sensitive people who grew up in an emotionally abusive environment have mm -hmm. um that just you feel always like something is wrong with you like you're trying to fix something yeah. and how I dealt with that was delving into personal development and I you know spent my 20s pouring over the personal development books and yeah. um just trying to fix myself and then as I found out about the nervous system and that some mm. of us are more sensitive and that some of us are empaths which also can have a lot to do with that trauma wiring mm. and that it came to me that okay these things that they always tell us to push harder to hustle to push 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 and that if you just tried harder oh. it would work yeah. <laughs> don't, oh don't get me started on that one right like just you're just not trying hard enough and I realized like this does not work for a lot of people and it's not um these this advice that many of us get that we take to heart that we beat ourselves mm -hmm. up over yeah. is not trauma aware it's not nervous system aware and it doesn't take into consideration that some of us are just wired differently so I wanted to write something for people like us that yeah. you know let us know that we were okay and explained um the science behind why we are the way we are, yeah. as well as incorporating that personal growth, um, which I do think um, that there's value to some of that, but we have to weed through what yeah. works for us and what is just like hoopla that's, you know, that's made adding for to the else. pressure and the stress. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely making you feel like you should be something that you're not. And mm. so forever chasing that better version of ourselves yes. out there somewhere. Yeah. Right. The carrot being dangled. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, and look at us go. <laughs> right. Chasing yeah. the carrot. Yes. And yes. yeah, not appreciating who we really are and that those little things that we're good at, like, you know really tuning into people yeah. or a lot of us are very creative mm. or we're very intuitive or gifted in other ways that aren't necessarily valued um, mm. in, you know, the culture of commercialism and whatnot. <laughs> so, but yeah, we see that the world 
needs us. It needs mm. sensitive people. So that's another thing that I wanted to emphasize in the book was helping us to appreciate who we are and to tune back into those little parts that we may have lost and dropped because we thought, yeah. oh, it's not good enough. It's not, I need to, um, you know, make more money or be, mm. um, be just right to fit in this box that we just yeah. weren't made for. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that. And, and we got to put a link to your book in the notes so people can oh, find it and read more. Yes, absolutely. Because I think it's so important to, to, to get that sense of relief that mm -hmm. we are actually okay as we are and, and all the qualities that we do have. And, yeah. and that's, that's what I want as well to, to start seeing it as superpowers because some of it mm -hmm. really is, I find, as you Definitely. said, yeah, you know, picking up on what other people, what's going on for them. And you also previously mentioned um, this sense of social justice. Would you say a bit mm -hmm. more about that? Because I think that's common for sensitives as well, to some degree. Yeah, I think so, too. And that was something that I had read like a long time ago in regards to children mm. um, that a lot of gifted children um, that one of the hallmarks of giftedness is a very strong sense of justice at a young age. Yeah, And I think that a lot of highly sensitive people do have that where we feel very strongly when we see mm. someone being hurt or yeah. something that you know we see consequences mm -hmm. of things that people are just like no we have to do this but what yeah. about the consequences what about the people who you're not thinking of who are being mm -hmm. hurt or the animals who are being hurt yeah oh yeah. the planet yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of planet. yeah <laughs> we have yeah. a lot of um a lot to offer as far as mm. that kind of innate wisdom I think that gets bowled over a lot of times yeah yeah that it's sort of kind of in the way of of progress and the hustle and the it's mm -hmm. just sort of a nuisance you know doing the right thing right. and stuff we, who has time for that like right. gotta make some more money <laughs> it's like yeah but but could we could we yeah. please be a little nicer it's like mm. right <laughs> who cares who cares yes <laughs> where's the money in that I mean. right yeah like oh those crazy people <laughs> wanting wanting things to take into consideration all the little pieces but I think that's something we're good at is that big picture thinking. A lot of us are really good at that, which is important and also often totally bowled over. Yes. <laughs> like very myopic viewpoints that people get where they're focused on one thing and refusing yeah. to look at the other things. So I think even though it's hard that it's important for us to find our voice and to be able to point out those things. Um, mm, I think absolutely. in um, 
Dr. Aaron's book about highly sensitive people that she points that out that people were supposed to in historically like that they consulted with the more mm. you know the I the only word that's coming to mind is like the wiser the wise men that they would yeah, kind of yeah. consult with and um, that the ruling class or the warrior class would also have that balance mm. and that people kind of don't want to have that balance anymore and it's all warrior all the time <laughs> yep yes there's a lot of go 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 yes. go <laughs> oh so, yeah hunt it down kill it drag it back <laughs> yes. yes so which we need you know those kind of people too in the world yeah. but but we we definitely, I think, need to find our voice as those. Mm. Yeah, it sounds haughty to say wiser. I don't want to say wiser, but yeah, I think it's allowed here. Us, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the more thoughtful and introspective yeah. mm. kind of people are needed. Yeah, and as you say, with with this sense of the bigger picture, I definitely think we need more of that. Mm -hmm. And, right yeah so yeah it seems like there's always a lot of um oh who could have seen that coming and it's like me I saw it coming yeah. and you said I was crazy <laughs> yes. yes you gave me a really hard time but I saw it coming yeah yeah and that's why I think you're so right that we need to find our voice we need to find the confidence to to keep speaking our truth, even if it's ignored the first 99 times. <laughs> right. So do you have any advice or tools that have been helpful to you in, in getting there to be, you know, writing a book and putting it out there? Because that takes courage as well. Excuse my dog there. Um, <laughs> yes, I mean, so many so many things I think um, for me that um, I which probably helped in writing a book is I tended always to be an overthinker of like ignoring what was going on in my body ignoring mm. a lot of what's going on around me and like trying to fix things by thinking 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 Yes. And, um, <laughs> and that learning to kind of drop out of that and to quiet the mind and to mm. take time every day to just be quiet and to, I mean, quiet in my head, I'm often quiet, but my head is always going, <laughs> <laughs> but to quiet the mind and, mm. um, to, um, pay attention to the body I think is really important. And I started doing um, somatic experiencing, mm -hmm. which is um, probably many people may be familiar with that, but where it's a kind of therapy where you to really are tuned into your body experience and healing trauma by mm. letting the body be heard and calming the nervous system at that deep level so 
Yeah. um, The nervous system is such a big deal for us as highly Mm -hmm. sensitive people and to understand just, you know, the basic workings of it and like, oh, this is happening because my nervous system is getting dysregulated and what can I do to calm my nervous system Mm -hmm. or to get my nervous system out of a frozen state. Mm -hmm. If if we're to that point where, um, I think I spent a lot of my life in that point where you are in the state of first fight or flight, where you're trying to either, you know, run from the danger or Mm. fight the danger, but then you kind of, your body gives up and is like, okay, I can't fight this anymore. There's nothing Mm. I can do. I'm helpless. And you drop into the frozen state. So, um, and then that can feel a lot like you're depressed, but it's actually in the nervous system, not just, uh, you know, chemical reaction or whatever. Mm. So I think that's very important for us to learn about. Is that what's the people? Yeah, absolutely. Is that, uh, in a way when the nervous system is overwhelmed or is it like burnout or? Yeah, I mean, I think that burnout is very often in the nervous system that mm-hmm. where it's just, you can't maintain that go, go, go anymore. And since we're always absorbing more from our environments yeah, in our nervous systems that those things that may seem fun or easy to someone else may be very overwhelming to us and may burn us out more quickly yeah even things that we enjoy as well can be can really take it out of us sometimes yeah definitely and I think that's difficult for for people to understand sometimes if we're like oh I need a day and a half after that party and they're like but weren't you enjoying yourself you looked like you had a good time and it's like yeah I was but there were a million people and there was loud music and there were a million things to, to pay attention to. So it's going to take me a day and a half now to yeah. recover. So, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think people who are wired in a more hearty way definitely don't understand that where it seems just like dramatic or something, but it's really is like a visceral yeah. reaction. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I call them like peopling hangovers where yes. I'll wake up like the next day with a headache. It's like, I haven't been drinking. I just don't yeah. too many people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I know that feeling. And I've also known people who took it personally almost when I was like, oh, could we sort of maybe go home now? It's like, you know, but you never want to hang out you never want to and you know it's like yeah but it's not it's, it's not you it's me I just need you know right yeah it, it has taken a while for for some of my even closest people to to start to to get that that okay it it isn't because she doesn't want to hang out with me it's just because she needs her space so yeah right 
Yeah, I think it is another reason why it's important for us, how you're doing with the podcast and everything Mm -hmm. to bring awareness to that because yeah, it's like people don't understand it. They make judgments that can be hurtful or they take it personally Yeah, or they think like, oh, she's stuck up or something. It's like, or yeah whatever but yeah. <laughs> yes, it would that's... be nice especially in the case you know it's like we're used to it like I've been doing this for mm. 40 some years I can do it longer but, yeah. <laughs> but for, children, right? for children too for them to be understood for this to be something that people know about like yes. oh yeah some people are wired in a more highly sensitive way she just needs more time or you know for kids for them to understand okay they're not just being difficult Mm, yeah they're overwhelmed and they need to have some compassion instead of the adults making judgments about yeah kids that are inaccurate yeah absolutely and I like to think that the more of us as parents who become aware of these Mm -hmm. things and then we can help our kids to grow up without the first 30 years of thinking they're wrong before they start to realize ah there is another way of living um yeah definitely so so yeah and I remember when when especially my daughter was little and and her even her best friend would come knock on the door and she'd be like no thanks and she would want to play and and we talked about sometimes it's important to say you know I'm happy you came you came by and mm-hmm. I would love to play another day, but today I'm tired. So that the other person wouldn't, because if if you get that no often enough, people stop asking. And that's that's understandable as well, because nobody likes rejection. So if they feel like we don't want to be with them. So we have had those conversations like forever yeah. about honoring ourselves and and then be open and clear about it so that others can sort of learn to navigate it as well I think yeah that's wonderful you were able to give her the words and support to help her to express herself like that so she could be understood yeah have better friendships now she's just rolling her eyes sometimes because (laughs) 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 because her teachers right but her teachers are always complimenting her like, oh, you're so good at communicating what it is that you need and what you find difficult. And oh, it's such a pleasure. To have. And she's like, yeah, my mom's always been talking to me about these things. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah. Did get some things right. That's I like right. knowing that. that feels yeah. good. <laughs> that feels really good when... You yeah. see them growing up and are like, hey, that worked. Yes, they became <laughs> nice people. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. yes. Not, not to say that there isn't countless hours of therapy in them still, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's there's plenty of work for them to do. So, but I think you yeah. said that some of that personal growth is kind of, it, it's good work too, isn't it? So yes yes let's leave a little bit of that for a kid yes yes (laughs) (laughs) a lot of value um 
So now that we are talking about our kids, do you have like a legacy that you would like to leave either to your kids or to sort of the bigger picture to the whole wide world with your book or whatever it might <laughs> yes, be? Yes, right. That is um, one nice thing about writing is it's mm -hmm. like, oh, something happens to me. People can still read my book. <laughs> <laughs> but um in general yeah I mean I feel like one thing that I'm proud of is like looking back at like both my family history and my husband's family history like that I and probably a lot of people will relate to this of being the cycle breakers and I think yeah. highly sensitive people are um it's something that I think I mentioned in the book that it's like it's kind of like a work that we are born for like we're mm -hmm. cycle breakers because we're introspective and we notice things and we're the ones who are not you know people may think that we're you know weak in some way but often yeah. we're very emotionally strong and where we can do the deep introspective work that people are afraid of to be able to break those cycles of um you know, adults acting like children. <laughs> because it's like, once you have done that work yourself, and you see sometimes like, someone yelling at their kids, and you realize mm. like, oh, my word, you're like in your four year old or your five year old self yeah. interacting with your child. Yeah. So I like that idea of just being a cycle breaker like that that ended with me yes that my kids can be healthier and start to pass on that healthier mm. more whole yeah mind whole human not like this not that we're not all whole humans but you know sometimes when you're carrying with you all that mm. trauma mm -hmm. It's like you're not functioning as your whole self because yeah. you're in a constricted um, kind of protective mode. So you're not able to kind of just go out there and be yourself. So I hope that my kids will be able to really feel free to be themselves and not feel like um, they have to protect because they are not feeling safe in their environment. Mm. I really like that. And I think I think that is a superpower being able to do that. Yeah. And I like what you're saying that sensitives might seem weak. And I think people perceive us that way to some degree, like, mm -hmm. oh, she's hysterical or so always dramatic, or you're so sensitive, and all these things that we right. have heard a million times. But but yes, I do believe that you're right, that when we see something in ourselves, we have that willingness to, to actually look at it mm -hmm. to, to possibly a, a deeper degree than, than others. And maybe, it, uh, maybe it, it's a skill we have learned out of necessity. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I definitely think there's value in it. I think so too. Mm -hmm. And tying in like what we talked about earlier with 
you know, feeling that strong sense of justice that I think Mm -hmm. we also can be very mentally tough in that way, where when someone is being hurt or where we see some, you know, standing up for those who are weaker that or for if something we know is wrong and people are pushing it on us, like we can really be stubborn and hold a line. Like they do not expect it. I don't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they don't. For the quiet ones, yeah. right? <laughs> but yeah, I think we have a lot of inner strength in us. So, mm. yes. So, <laughs> Sharing our stories and standing up for who we are is, I think, sometimes maybe the smallest, but also the most powerful thing we can do for other, not just sensitives, but to let everybody be who they are. So so thank you so much for being here with me, doing that, exactly that, right here today. Thank you so much for having me, Trinity. I appreciate it. It has been my pleasure, absolutely. And we will put your book in the notes and where people can reach out and find you if they want to continue this conversation. So thank you so much. mm, Absolutely. Bye for now. Bye bye. This was Jennifer Parker talking to Trine about sensitive superpowers. I hope you enjoyed listening in.